I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hello everybody and welcome back to part two. I'm joined by the gorgeous Claire Richards, or if you're anything like me, Claire from Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get sick of that, mate? Like, because I feel like I get yeah. Vicky from Geordie Shaw all the time and I think, fuck, fucking hell, I've kind of moved on, you know, like won the jungle, did Master Chef, I was a loose yeah. woman for a bit, like is there nothing else here? But uh, still, Vicky from Geordie Shaw, do you ever get offended by Claire from Steph so you just still think, no, nah, I, I love it? You know what? I, I can't anymore because I, I do remember back in the day, you know when you'd, like ring something official and people would say to you you'd you'd like ring and ask to speak to somebody and they'd and you'd give them your name and and then they'd always go from and I would never know what to say apart from steps and it's it's, so it kind of started there and then obviously when I did Big Brother that's Ryland just called me Claire from steps the whole time I don't think he ever just called me Claire even to my face and it's dear yeah and it's become even more of a thing yeah he he never and it that it feels like it's become even more of a thing because of him so it's it's, you know it's just easy then it's like I don't have to sometimes I think if I even if I say Claire Richards I do kind of wonder if people know who the hell that is so if you just say Claire from steps it's easy it's iconic, babe, you know, and like, honestly, there's far worse things to be described. I'm like, I was obsessed. I feel like I still am obsessed with steps. Like, I just remember like, oh, I remember Fia's dreadlocks and think, and Lee was like a spice and like, and you were the best singer. And like, oh, I just remember be, like loving the music videos and like, I suppose the campness, but the pageantry and the colours and just how much it looked like you were having so much fun. So yeah, there's far worse things to be described as than Claire from Steps because you guys are iconic <laughs> bless you bless you you're you're right though I'm, I'm i'm fine with it i don't it's never going anywhere now so i've got to be fine with it <laughs> i think ryland definitely cemented the fact that you're clear from steps it's fucking going nowhere girl <laughs> yeah exactly the 90s when steps was like really big and kicking off and everything was such a golden age for Britpop there was like you guys boys own bewitched spice girls and like it must have been such an exciting time it was and it feels like it was the kind of last little kind of golden era of pop music really because you know things started to really change after us I suppose that with the whole streaming thing coming in and there was a time when music was this kind of it was very, very um, extravagant and very, you know, even us who, yes, we, we did sell a lot of records, but even we'd be getting private jets and helicopters and, you know, chauffeur-driven cars everywhere. It was indulgent, but it's it's kind of, it's less so that now, I think. There's less money in there. So record companies are less keen to kind of splurge yeah. unless unless you're Ed Sheeran or Adele or whatever. You know, there's a, there's a lot, it's not, quite as glamorous anymore so it's um I do feel lucky to have been part of it at that time because I think very shortly after us things changed quite drastically and um 
it was, and it was just, and everybody would be like, you know, we'd do Smash It's Pole Winners Party and we'd, the dressing rooms, because we were a mixed band, the boys would get put in with like five and the boys from Westlife and 911 and people like that. And we'd be in with the girls from Bewitched and the girls from S Club 7 and um, who else was it? Billy Piper would be in there. So we'd have kind of this big joint dressing room and things like that. And the boys would be over there with the the kind of boys at the time and and you know things like smtv and cd uk everyone would just be all piling in together but it doesn't it's not like that anymore if we go and do a festival or something we're like we're in our bit and someone else is in their bit and it's it's just not that same kind of vibes anymore i guess so i do feel quite lucky to have been part of it back then it, it does feel like listening to that, it's sort of like it was almost mm. like one great big giant family. And it must be like fond memories, Claire. What's your, some of your best memories from being in the band? Well, you're all as good mates as you seem. You must be because you're back together. But I feel like, was there any sort of feuds rippling under the surface? I wouldn't say feuds, but obviously, you know, when you spend that amount of time with people that, you know, bearing in mind, yeah, bearing, you know, the people that you, that you, grow up with and your family get on your nerves sometimes I think you but we were I don't think in that between 97 and the end of 2001 it didn't spend time with people more than the rest of the band and you do kind of you know sometimes if you're feeling a little bit quieter and someone over there is just going into one and being all extra it's sometimes you just just want to go and you can't step away from it because you've got a day's full of work so it, there were, it's just little niggles. And it's like, I think it's obviously the reason why I left in the end or H and I left. It was, I think it, a build up of that, you know, like, I don't know when you're in somewhere like the jungle or in big brother, everything is exacerbated to such a mass, to a massive thing because you can't get away from it. It's, it can be the most stupid of things, but you're, it just you it get feels so, so wound big. up, by it. yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you can't get away from it, and that's what it was like in those those kind of those intense four years. Because we were just, I mean, we would, we would normally have Christmas off, but apart from that, we were just constant. And if we weren't doing promo here, we were in Europe, or we were in Southeast Asia, or Australia, or we went to, we toured with Britney in America for two months, and it, it was just and. And then for a portion of that time, you're living on a tour bus, which is even smaller space. So it's, oh, no. it's in, it was intense. It was a very, very intense kind of four and a half years. So I'd say it was just, I think if we'd have just had a massive break, it might have, it might not have been as bad as it was when we split. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of to be expected Claire it's like you say like you're living under each other's feet you're working like dogs like you're here there and everywhere jet lag like all trying to look your best feel your best sound your best be the biggest star like I'm not being funny mate I'm surprised you've lasted as long as you did without a big fallout because me and her can probably fall out about four times a week just li- just living together so I can't imagine what it would be like if there was like another three of you in the house I know well you kind of feel like you don't have a choice because we were We've got a hell of a lot more control now, so it is very, very different. But back then, we just went and did whatever we were told to do. And there was very little that we did. That's why we like touring so much, because whatever was on that stage was kind of down to us in a way. But it's, it, it, I think that's why so many bands do 
they have such a, a massive amount of set success in a really short period of time. And then you just kind of go, do you know, I can't do it anymore. And rather than be able to go and speak to someone and say, listen, I need six months to go away and just be me. I, I didn't know who I was. So when we split, what was I, 23, 24, when the band split and I... God, still so fucking young. I know. And I I lived with my mum and dad still. I didn't... I'd like, I'd, my mum still did my washing for me because I'd come home, I'd chuck a bag full of dirty clothes, pack another one and leave again. So I'd, like, I didn't know... I didn't even know how to pay a bill by the time I was like 24, 25. So I it was... And in those days, there wasn't even, I don't think there was even that direct debit very, very much. So I'd have to go to the post office with my bill and my money and, and pay a bill. So I, did, you know, I didn't know how, didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to be an adult. I didn't, it's, so it was a very strange time. I do think that kind of early twenties is where you become an adult and you can't, you should discover who you are as an adult. And we just we just didn't I think that's it took me a long living time in a bob, bit of a bubble yeah it took me a long time after that and I didn't do anything I think it was god I didn't do anything really until I was pregnant with my son so and I was nearly 30 so for a good five years six years I did nothing at all I didn't sing for 10 years pretty much after so it was yeah it's a weird old time and what was the reason for that, babe? Were you just a bit traumatised from like sort of how the band had split or did you just feel like you needed a break or were you just like trying to find yourself again? I think I was trying to find myself. I think, so after Step Split, H and I did an album together, H and Claire, which is the geniusly titled band name. Very creative. Um, <laughs> or Hand Claire, as it looked on many a, a thing. Um, <laughs> and that ended kind of a little bit disastrously because we had three top 10 singles, but then the album didn't really chart very high. And I was just, I was traumatized by that. I think I was so embarrassed and just thought, Oh my God, everyone's just going to be, you know, either applauding because it serves them right. Or it would just, it just felt awful. And I, I kind of the last lot of stuff that we had to do, I just said, I'm not doing it. I'm, I can't, I'm too embarrassed. And I, and I kind of went into a little bit of hiding, I suppose, after that and just, and just didn't do anything for years. And I was, I was about to get married for the first time. And I just kind of, I occupied my time with that. And then I kind of had about a year about of that. And then after, after the wedding and everything, I, I remember sitting down and I was like, oh, don't know what to do with myself and I didn't and I just kind of I probably sat on my sofa for a couple of years not really knowing what to do with myself <laughs> so it took me a long time to work out what I wanted to do what I how you know who I was going to be where I fit in the world all, all sorts of things it took me a long time to figure it out Going from like a million miles an hour in steps, here, there and everywhere, all over the world. I mean, I read you something like 22 million albums. You guys were huge. And like like you, you mentioned some places earlier, this was worldwide. No doubt you were like planes, trains, automobiles all the time, going where you were told, doing what was expected of you. Like going from that to sort of having all of this free time and, and, and not being told what to do or where to go and having that purpose, like that 
must have took that would take the wind out of anybody's sails Claire like I feel like you had to take some time for yourself to work out who you are and what you want to go next and also like almost just decompress like that is it's very busy couple of years he's had a few years you know it's a weird thing because at first it was great because you know we we had no choice but to do what we were told to do. And there, you know, there'd be a car there to pick you up when you needed to pick it up. You would get told when you could eat. There was, it, it was just such a machine. So at first it was great. It's like, oh, I don't have I don't to, even have to think. o'clock. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't. But then after a while it's like, oh, I've got nobody planning my life for me. So what do I do? And I, for a while I just thought, oh, I'm not, I don't want to sing again. There's also this kind of weird period of time where, We'd been earning a lot of money for that, I guess, from from about one for sorrow time. And, we, and then we did our first theatre tour. We started earning decent money and it was rolling in kind of pretty consistently. So when the band ended, I had money in the bank and it was all great. And then it, t- it did take me a while to realise, oh, hold on. <laughs> That's not happening anymore. That's running out. <laughs> no one's paying me. Why is the money not going in my bank? God <laughs> I'm spending it. it, but it's not coming in. When you're in the midst of it as well, you just expect it to last forever. And it and obviously it doesn't unless you put the work in. So I, I kind of learned a bit of a harsh lesson with that as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You know, and, and, and it's like anything, it's, if you put the work in, good things will come back to you, but you've got to be prepared to work hard and we did in those days and we do now. And I'm, you know, and I want to make sure my kids have that work, work ethic as well. Cause me and my husband have definitely kind of, you know, if we want to have nice things, then we're going to work for it. And, and we do. <laughs> I'm sure they will, mate. They've got great examples and like that's, you just, you just emulate what you observe at home, don't you, to a certain extent. So no, I don't think yeah. you have to worry about that. But I think it's really nice way that you had all of that success and like excitement and traveling around the world and that nice band dynamic. And even though it was probably difficult finding yourself again after that, but you got to have some time to actually be Claire Richards rather than just Claire from Steps. And you were able to like find out a bit about you and get married and have your children and have a life outside of like the fishbowl. So even though it might not have seemed like it at the time, you probably kind of had the best of both worlds, haven't you? And look where you are now, back doing exactly what you love. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm, I I honestly, honestly do believe everything happens for a reason. I don't, I don't, you know, there's nothing in my life really that I regret. I think ev- every little thing has led me to the next thing. And, 
you know, as much as, and I've always said it, I don't, as much as it wasn't great, it was bloody horrible, but I don't regret leaving the band in the first place. I don't regret, um, you know, doing the, the album with H. I don't regret not uh, not doing anything for 10 years. I don't, because every single thing has led to the next thing. And also, whilst you're in those kind of periods of time where you think, why is this happening? A little bit later, you kind of go, oh, okay. That's why. That's why. Yeah. And and I uh, and that's happened my whole life, and I completely and utterly believe that. So I think if we hadn't have split up when we did, we wouldn't be back doing it now and in a much better place than we were back then. So I'm I'm happy with my decisions. You're so right. Like you could have stuck with the band, even though things weren't feeling right. You could have let it really come to a head, completely explored, and then there was no be no chance of repairing the relationship, and we wouldn't have got to see brilliant step second act. So exactly like you say, Claire, everything happens for a reason, mate. And I'm thrilled you left when you did. Good. I'm glad somebody. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Don't tell Lisa I said that. probably chin us. Do you know what, though? I think it's all about it's taking responsibility and owning your choices and your decisions as well. It's like, at the end of the day, it was my choice. And if I don't own it, no one else is going to. And actually, it has worked out for the better. We've been together longer this time than we were the first time. So it's got to be... Um, yeah, we, well, we've been back together. It's like 12 years now since we got back together properly. You're older, you're more measured, you're more mature, you've got lives outside of it, you're not getting work like dogs. Like, it's easy. There's a better duty of care. And also, you know your worth. Like, I think it just makes sense. Yeah, got more control. Your priorities are in the right place. It's, you know, being in steps is great and I love it. And when we're in it, it's you know, we're focused and we concentrate on it. But at the end of the day, it's not the be all and end all. Of course. You mentioned that you toured with Britney Spears and I need to know what was that, what that was like. Was it incredible? Oh, sh- just, I feel like that's Do you know like, what? It was... And you know you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what though? We'd, so when we toured with her, she'd only had two hits, but she was, it was her first American tour. And quite honestly, none of us wanted to go. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Because we were doing so well here and we wanted to do a tour, but the record company wanted us to go and we they, we had to reshoot the video for One for Sorrow because it was going to be in a movie out there. So they kind of, they wanted us to, I don't know, be more American. It's really yeah. weird. There was and a lot they, of that, wasn't there? They, the, the UK video and the US video. Yeah. Yeah. The choreographer they got for us to re-choreograph One for Sorrow was Robin Antin, the lady who created the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, no. Oh, so she's like William Large Penis. Serious, big licks. Yeah. So it was her and one of the Pussycat Dolls, the Carmi, who I think she was always in the Pussycat Dolls, but she was like her assistant choreographer, I think. We had a day re-choreographing one sorrow. In fact, I think it was two days. And it was, all I remember from that is so weird. There was like, do you remember Black Street, No Diggity? Yeah, no doubt, baby. Yeah, I do. And it was, there were a lot of moves that were in that video kind of being... Repurposed. Into, yeah, <laughs> into, into into this new video. And we were like, can you imagine H? No, I can't be. I was just going to say, sexy. I'm not sure if that's like really H is like 40. No. I mean, it's not. It, it wasn't really any of us, to be honest. And it, it I think we managed to get rid of that. And, but it was just the weirdest thing ever. It was so weird. But obviously, you know, having the opportunity to spend a couple of months in America on the road, going to 
lots of different cities. We saw a lot. It was it was amazing. So even though we didn't want to go, we made the most of it. Loved it. But then all of that is now behind you. You are back doing your solo stuff. Um, and I'm assuming loads of creative control. In particular, your new album sounds like it's just pro- it's just like a passion project for you, isn't it? Yeah. I um so I released my first solo album when I was 40, which is God. I was nearly 41, so it's five years ago now, which just seems it seems like yesterday, but and I'd wanted to do it my whole life. So that was the album that kind of needed to release then. But then this one, I really wanted to, we've toured so much with Steps since. And I've done, you know, we we did an arena tour. We just kind of, and and just seeing the way the audience reacts to our music and, and, and what we do is, that's the thing that kind of spurs me on to want to do it. So it's like, right, how do I, I think everyone just expected me to release another album full of ballads, but this one, I just wanted it to be different from the last album. And then we decided to do covers. I think it's a great shout, me, mate. Good. I really, it feels really nice. Everyone's been really positive about it, but it's, it came from a conversation as having producer about how, like the way I sing now is not how I started singing. I think if you'd have listened to me when I was, I don't know, 12, 11, 12, when I first started singing, I sounded like Julie Andrews. I was, you know, <laughs> I was very prim. I used to sing songs from Annie and and feed the birds. How to get dressed puppies. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I would, de- I, you know, I was very prim. And even when I got in that first band, the first time I sang to this producer, he was like, if you want to be a pop singer, you need to rough your voice up a little bit. So I... And up until that point, I'd kind of, you know, I'd listened to the Carpenters a lot. I wanted to sing like Karen Carpenter. And and then I, re- I discovered that I had this kind of bigger part of my voice that I could belt stuff. So that's where the Whitney and the Celine comes in. And and so the, this whole album really is influenced by the women and the, and the songs from those women that influenced me to be Claire from Steps, I guess. <laughs> No, but it's lovely. It's sort of like paying paying homage to the women who've inspired you over the years, the women who inspire a lot of not only performers, but like just people in general. Like, and I feel like who doesn't love Celine Dion, like Whitney, like serious classics, Claire. And I can't wait to hear your take on them. Is Euphoria? No, it's um so the album's out on the 25th of August. So the single is I Surrender. That's out at the moment. That's the Celine that's Dion. A, Celine one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people probably think I'm utterly mental to try and take on Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Cher, Donna Summer, Barbara Streisand, but it's kind of... She likes a challenge. Yeah, she does like a challenge. I mean, (laughs) and on page... When we were coming up with the song, it's like, oh yeah, we've got to do that one, we've got to do that one. But actually, as a body of work, and if I ever have to sing the whole album in one go, I'm stuffed. (laughs) It's going to be really hard. She'll be out of breath. (laughs) I'll have no voice by the end of it. But um, it's, yeah, I just, I'm really excited about it. I've I've got a couple of duets on there, which is exciting. You know, I've done... um, I've done an ABBA cover with Andy Bell from Eurasia. Amazing. So, that's Summer Night City. And also I've done No More Tears with Delta Goodrum, which... <gasps> Stop! Yeah, so it's it's really exciting. It feels... And every, everyone is... Well, they're telling me they're excited about it anyway. So <laughs> we'll see <laughs> in August. 
Well, I'm excited right, about it. Right, goes in the chat. Can't wait to listen to it. Um, I've had a lovely time chatting to you, Claire. It's been a big bucket list thing for me. Hope I try to keep me, me fangirl levels in check, but you were a huge defining part of my childhood. I can't tell you how many times I sang your songs and danced to your stuff. <laughs> No, honestly, me and my sister, I used to do like the tragedy dance, everything. I even like, I remember I had H on and I was telling him about some of the album, like, you know, the not released ones, like album tracks I used to love and everything. Oh, she was, she was older, older. No, was that you? Experience. That's it. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember that, that was one? H's, That was called Experience. Yeah. Ironic. And to be your hero. <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs> Claire, I know you've got to go. You're super busy. You're in demand. I get it. Um, I've loved chatting to you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Here at Vicky Patterson's Secret 2, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple pearls of wisdom. Um, and I would love it if you could tell of our listeners your secret to unleashing your inner diva. Oh, my goodness. I think um, probably creating an alter ego for yourself helps. <laughs> That's <laughs> worked for that. me. Um, and... And trying to tap into that rational part of your brain and not letting the other part take over, I think it's, um, which all comes with age and experience. So, um, I still don't think I've completely figured it out, but I'm, I'm getting there. We will, we'll all get there, babes. We will. We will. will. 84 by the time it happens, but we'll be divas. (laughs) And then we won't care. (laughs) We just won't care anymore. Thank you so much, babe. Thank you. Well, guys, that was the fantastic Claire from Steps. I know I should be calling that Claire Richardson, or maybe it's Claire Hill. I think she said that was our married name. But to me, she'll always be Claire from Steps. I think me and Rylan. I think me and everybody. And it's nice to know she takes it on the chin. What a lovely person. So honest, so kind, so refreshingly candid. And I hope you loved listening to it as much as I love chatting to her. Um, Vicky Fatters and the Secret 2 is now available not only where you get your podcasts, but also on YouTube. So if you want to have a watch, head over there. Don't forget to follow her. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're everywhere. And if you haven't had a chance, make sure you listen to mine and Erkan's podcast as well. It's called The Secret to Us. It's kind of under this umbrella. And basically we chat all things, wedding planning, house decor, starting a business, trying not to chin each other. It's just a whole laugh. Anyway, have the best week, guys. You deserve it. Bye.